Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Right here in Cincinnati. Welcome to glorious Cincinnati, Queen of Ohio's Alpine Ski Resorts. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I Cincinnati, the best town in Ohio, USA. At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty, they named it Cincinnati, so they say. Hey, the girls are pretty, pretty in this gritty little city. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop. Tonight, we've got some people here to, I would like to say, talk Reds baseball, but there's really only one topic that we're going to talk about tonight. First off, coming back on the podcast is Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? I'm sitting here watching Reds baseball, and I have not yelled a gay slur in at least 14 years. Thank you. Uh, we also have the Woo on. Woo, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing better than some. That's good. Good to hear. Uh, we also have the sponsor of the podcast, Callie. How are you tonight? Better than Tom Bradman. <laughs> yeah, that's the topic of tonight. If you haven't heard, and you, what rock have you been under? Tom Brenneman decided to say a gay slur last night during the Reds broadcast. He didn't think he was on the air, so I guess he thought that meant it, okay, it was okay to shout obscenities and slurs or whatever, thinking that nobody would hear him. But they did. It went out over the MLB.com feed. Didn't go out on Fox Sports Ohio, but in the internet age as it were, things spread quickly when you are a homophobic jackass. So he says, you know, that word, in, in the first game. Meanwhile, it goes viral. And by viral, I mean this was all across the country. He was trending at one point, I think, number two on Twitter. All of the national writers were on it. Everybody was sharing the video of it. Somehow he's able to start the second game broadcasting and about halfway through I think they finally tell him what happened you can tell because about an inning before he signed off the booth got awfully quiet very quiet so he comes on and this is the best part to me the only part of this is that's funny in the middle of his apology he has to call a home run for Nick Castellanos I laughed my ass off only because of he he had to stop to call home run. Not the abhorrent word he used or anything like that. It was just... Anyway. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that we've had some problems with Tom. And I want to give our co-hosts and guests here a chance to express their feelings 
on what Tom said and what has happened so far. We're recording this on Thursday night. This happened on Wednesday. Woo. The floor is yours. Oh, I get to go first. All right. Um, I, it was a very interesting journey to start with. Um, you know, you, you recap sort of the timeline there, and it still amazes me that, one, they haven't gone for the second game. I think they were kind of hoping it would still blow over. They had to have known. Really don't see how they wouldn't have known. You know, <clears throat> plenty of people were tagging the Reds' social account. You know, multiple Reds, you know, fill, you know and that team's that, that, you know, social media team doesn't have any direct responsibility or, you know, direct play in this. But, you know, they would have been like, well, look, the shitstorm we're dealing with here. I don't see how, especially with another break in between the two games, how he went back out in the air. I think they were just hoping, you know, to just get through the next game. Um, and, and then we get to the the apology. I, I mean, it was somewhat of a comical moment, also sad in a lot of ways. You know, it, it's a serious thing. And you think to somewhat make amends, just, you know, hold on to the to the break, you know, foregoing the break a little bit longer. Uh, I, I know they have responsibility for, you know, advertising dollars and things like that, but I don't know. You, you think you could have figured it better than, hey, someone's at a bat. Let me start my apology or have that apology going on at the time. Um, with all that aside, it, it's, you know, er- everyone has a right to be angry um, about this. Uh, you know, you can try to come up with an excuse. I, fe- I felt his his excuse he gave, well, not excuse, his apology um, was more of an excuse. And I, I don't buy that Tom Brenneman, you know, a, a national broadcaster who travels like he does and is exposed to the things he is exposed to and CBCs is not going to know what that word means. And, and not, and, you know, the bigger question is why, what kind of workplace environment is there where he's comfortable dropping that with him not being caught? And on top of that, you know, oh, it's a slip up. It's this. You know, it's not hard to not say slurs as long as you're not saying them all the time or thinking of, or whatever in your private life. This is Tom's job. If any of us go to work and drop a slur, you're going to see some pretty bad repercussions of that. There's repercussions for us. There's repercussions for Tom. Um, he's going to have to pay that price. It's up to him to try to earn it back. You know, perhaps maybe there's a slither of a chance that he's being honest in his apology. I don't believe it, but it's up to him through his actions from this point forward to either grow as a person or show us that he has learned, you know, to, to prove in essence that I am not that person. I said I'm not that person. He has to go about proving it. Words are empty. You know, the, he's a man whose profession is around word. That's what makes this just all just even crazier in my mind. It's infr- it's frustrating, very frustrating. We you know especially as a Reds fan, you know we have a history of offensive people. Um, yep, ownership and you know March shot era. There's a there's a strong history there, and you would like to see how do I put the f- failures a failure is a great teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And this is really this is a failure of a lot of things. You know, it's a failure by Tom. It's probably a failure of the environment of which he works in because no one, I mean, no one ever, you know, you, you feel comfortable with dropping that word in the, that a work environment. Uh, what does that say about the work environment? Uh, failure of, um, you know, the reds to be really diverse in terms of the representation on radio and television. 
um, I, I think Zach Buchanan had a tweet, you know, yeah. Red Soul beat writer, like the other day uh, when, after Good this broke. Today, he's like, yeah. look, I was, you know, today I was, he's like, look, you know, they're all middle or older white guys. That's it. You know, that's all it is. There's no rep- there's no representation. Um, so I, I look at this more as it, it's an opportunity for growth. You know, Tom has to earn everything back. Perhaps for the first time in his life, he has to actually earn something. You know, true. And he he's been very silver spooned in his life. You know, you there's very few gigs out there, and he got one at a very young age. And we all know, you know, his name and connections his father had probably great, massively influenced all of that. Um, but the outrage is justified, but as a society, as people, we have to give people a chance to grow and to do that, they have to make amends. So Tom's got to do what he's got to do to show with, you know, the LGBT community, you know, through acts that he does, through things that he does to earn back whatever he's going to do with the rest of his career. Um, you know, he should reach out to those offended, make amends. It's a chance for the Reds to grow. We got a broadcast opening. Are you going to put another middle late age white guy in there? Are you going to look at a more diverse hire? Are you going to shake things up? It's just, it's enraging. It's disappointing. It's a whole bowl of emotions. And um, anybody who thinks this is an overreaction needs to really reexamine everything. <laughs> um, we need, it's 2020. Um, we humans should be treating other humans equally. And, uh, you know, these type of things are just not acceptable whatsoever. So before we move on to Ryan and Kelly, there's a couple of things I wanted to dive into on what you said. One was his apology last night. He didn't apologize to the LGBTQ community. He, he, he barely did, but it was like at the very tail end, right? It was more, right. I apologize to the people who write my paycheck first, right? Yeah. The people, not, not the people directly offended, but the, the people, because he knew his job's at risk. Right. And like that, and that's just the wrong way to tackle. Like you're, Everyone's going to think about their job, obviously, but it was like, hold, well, you know, they're, you know, I dropped that slur. You kind of, you could read into that of how he maybe views those people, and you know, oh, it's a tail end add on at the end of the apology. It doesn't even right. center around them. Not, it doesn't even ask for forgiveness. You know, it just says, "I'm sorry." It doesn't even say, "Hey, you know, I got to earn your any of that stuff." And it's just, it seemed to be just tapped on at the end. Two more things. One, I 100% agree with you. What is the environment at Fox Sports Ohio in that broadcast booth where whatever he was joking about or talking about was viewed as normal conversation? There needs to be a serious reckoning with everyone involved at Fox Sports Ohio with Reds games. Why is it okay that he... Because you can't tell me that's the first time he ever said a slur. Oh, no. And, I mean... There's plenty of callbacks to like the Marty and stuff, and and, and the, like the whole the whole area there, and you know you got to have thick skin and stuff like you know a lot of code words there in terms of you can kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's some a great you know you got an HR department that's a great time right. Um, hopefully the Reds and Fox Sports Ohio and WLW use as an opportunity to change the culture. Well, um, WLW is not too because Bill Cunningham already came out. And, oh, I know. I know. Anyway, um, yeah. the other thing. Uh, but, no, go ahead. But just real quick, right there. Um, I, I don't think the idea should be let's torch everyone at the stake. Right? It, it's not going to do anybody good. Um, I, I think you know Tom messed up. Tom has to pay the price. Oh, absolutely. I think every I, I, some people are like, oh, let's find out everything. Like, I, I just don't. 
I think like, there needs to be serious conversations had. Oh, yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with that. It's kind of like back to, you know, people want to say, oh, it's cancel culture. Uh, it's not. He it's canceled not. himself. Correct. He, he was doing his job in the public realm. You're responsible for what you do and say. Yep. Now, what was hap- whatever happens off mic, truly off mic, isn't really in the public realm for public consumption. You, it's definitely within the realm of the organization and you know HR policies and things of that nature, and it, it can be addressed to that. But it's not something for public consumption. It's not something to, you know, oh, we're going to investigation, we're going to report out. No, that's not how you fix this. That just pisses more people off. The better thing is institute change and make it happen, and make and take this as a learning experience to make it a better workforce, make it a better world. And then one last thing before I get to Ryan here. Why did the Enquirer give him? And basically a column to write another apology because the first one wasn't good enough. Why, why was he given that platform? What I think it's the Brenneman's, right? I think that's part of it. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an internet age. So he's going to have a platform someplace. Yeah, but no, I agree. True. It's, I mean, know, it's, if, if like a, let's just say it was a player said that would the inquirer have given them an op-ed. I don't know. I imagine. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it depends on the player. Yeah. Right, and that's part of it, and that's also part of the privilege that Tom Burnham has probably had in his life. So, oh, he's definitely lived a life of privilege. There's no oh, doubt yeah, about yeah. that. Uh, Ryan, jump in here. Give us your Tom Burnham thoughts. Well, first off, I just want to get a, a couple of shout outs out there. First, uh, to Ram at Unc Ram, and uh, also, <laughs> also to uh, Chad Dotson. I'm recently diving back into. <clears throat> The Big 50. The That's Big the 50. That's Cincinnati Reds. Uh, could this be the Big 51st moment? Never mind. Oh, man. It could be 51. But uh, also one one other shout-out that I want to give is to a former podcast guest, Sydney, at Trans Reds fan. Um, she, Absolutely. She was, uh, yes, she was uh, interviewed by C. Trent for his article in The Athletic and uh, has publicly said that until Tom is fired, she will be following the Mariners. Um, and Sydney, I hope that they fire Tom very quickly so you can come back to us. I do I do hope that. Um, last night was completely insane. Um, I remember when, you know, I first saw the video within an hour, it was my entire timeline and trending. Like, I was following the trending, um, how high up it was trending with everyone else. Um uh, I, I don't think I, I really don't have anything to say more than what Wu said, really. Um, I think it's absolutely the apology last night was on air was quite fr- I mean, he, he, he basically it was the first episode of Brockmire. I mean, it was it was insane. Um, I, I think what he said was absolutely despicable. Shouldn't have been said, as Wu also said, how comfortable do you have to be to use that word? And then he comes out in the op-ed today in the Inquirer and claims ignorance. Well, you know, my opening thoughts, I said I haven't said a a gay slur in at least 14 years. I'm 33 years old. I was a teenager and knew no better. You are a man in, what, your 50s? You should know better. Yeah, I think he's 56, something like that. Something there. He, He has a lot of work to do. Maybe someday he can get back in a broadcast booth or he should be worthy of getting back in a broadcasting booth. I don't think it should ever be for the Reds again. Um, however, 
I would love to give the man the opportunity to earn back that kind of trust, but it's on him. If he if he leans into it, then he doesn't ever deserve to broadcast another game for a team or an organization. But, however, if he can go out, work with LGBTQ plus groups, and try to earn back that trust from them, because he did he didn't break our trust. He broke their trust. He's got to go out. He's got to earn it back from them, period. And I'm a little disappointed that he hasn't been fired yet. The way that op-ed spoke today, it makes me really worried that he's not going to be fired. But I think he should. And I think it should be very quick. Um, and really, it should have already happened. I, I definitely agree that he should be fired. I My hope is, and, I, and maybe this is just me being an optimist, is that the Reds are going over his contract with a fine-tooth comb to make sure that they do it right so that he has absolutely no basis to sue. I'm like I said, I'm just hopeful I'm hoping that's the reason it hasn't happened yet. Same thing with Fox Sport or Fox where he broadcasts NFL games and some college football. He was taken off the broadcast for this coming fall, but he wasn't fired. And I'm wondering if the same thing is happening there because if I, correct me if I'm wrong, he tech works for the Reds, but it broadcasts obviously Correct. on Fox Sports Ohio. So I'm just my hope again is that they are just being meticulous so that there's no kind of liability down the road. Not that there should be. Obviously, I think what he did speaks for itself, but that's just my hope is that they're just making sure they do it right. Yeah, and that's I mean that's my hope as well. Um that's the only excuse I can come up with. And like we said, we have a long history of bad people being involved in this uh, organization. You, know, you mentioned March Scott, March Shot, but I mean, Pete Rose is a piece of shit. You know, he's a great ball player, but he's not. I'm trying person. to avoid mentioning him. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> We're trying know. to stay positive now. I'm, just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Zero. But days it's. But it's. Pete but Rose it's I know, but it's but it's true. And again, with the how comfortable everyone was with that word being said in the booth. I mean, the good news is at least nobody laughed. You know, well, yeah, I mean, when it was said, but I guess it was really I just mean, him and Welch though on the mic because they were at the studio yeah. since they aren't broadcasting from away games. Right. I mean, it's just it's just a it's a cluster. It's a cl- it's a total clusterfuck. Callie. You've been waiting patiently. Give us your time thoughts. Here's the thing. Shout, Shout out to Polly. Nobody laughed because it wasn't a joke. He wasn't making a joke. He was being aggressively hateful. There was no joke that was made, so of course Welsh didn't laugh. Because I'm pretty sure that they sit around and say shit like that all the time. With no repercussions. And they got caught, is what happened. So no, nobody laughed, which is good, but... There was no laughter to be had. There was not even a hint of a joke. That guy meant it. He meant what he said. Oh, he absolutely he meant what he said. Absolutely. There are, I, there are so many things that he could have said in lieu of that word, but he chose that word. That is the one that he went with, and he ran with it. And, you know, frankly, Tom should have been fired years ago because he sucks ass at his job. He's not good at it. He's awful. But this is pretty much just, this is what sends it home for me. I'm done. I'm over Tom. I don't want him back as a Reds broadcaster. Sure, he can be forgiven by whoever the fuck. I don't really care. He can 
go and get another job somewhere else, but I don't really want to hear him ever call another Reds game. I don't want Tom Brenneman in my face anymore. I'm done with him. It's, it's disgusting. It's clearly a culture that I want nothing to do with. I don't want my baseball team to have anything to do with it. And if you don't see that, then that's a huge part of the problem. Like, obviously, he was more than comfortable using that word, a hateful word. And Ryan brought up that Tom's not a young guy. Like he's, No, he's in his mid-50s. No, my dad is a year older than Tom Brenneman. And even today, my dad, somebody who very rarely has any sort of opinions on this sort of thing, I got into work and he was like, why would he say that? Like, I, I would never say that. Like, even as a teenager, I'm pretty sure that, like, of course, you know, everybody makes their dumb jokes when they're stupid and they don't know any better. But, like, what was it, 20-something years ago, we all figured out that that was not even remotely acceptable and you just don't do it anymore? Well, like, when, when you're 14, you when you're 14, it's one thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's like always the excuse, right? The excuse is, well, he who he or she who hasn't ever said anything, but you know, like, blah, 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 is bullshit. It's yep. like everyone, everyone, it's, everyone in life should look back 10, 15, 20 years ago and be like, what the, what the hell was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Why did I think that? Why did I say that? Why? You should grow as a person over time and not do stupid shit like that anymore. Yeah. Like that's, that's growth. That's, that's normal life. That's what everyone should be doing. That's, so it's an invalid argument. It's just, it's the dumbest argument. Yeah, everyone said stuff they regret. We, you know, well, yeah. I also didn't say it at work, right? I didn't oh, say it at work. Oh, absolutely. I said it in private. So there's a different outcome there. I, it just, I get so annoyed by that. It just burns me to no end. Like, no, you should grow. Like Tom saying that 15, 10 years ago even. Okay, mate, that's a different world then. No, grow, really grow. I know, I know. It really wasn't a different world. Like, I, I'm really, really, really tired of that excuse. I'm done well, with I mean, it. It was not a different world. This is not a different time. We're still alive. Same time. Same people. Not I, a different time. I think the Sorry. difference. I think the like, differences is more people have a voice now than then. And representation. So the attitudes well, haven't I'm changed. Also touch on his apology. Oh yeah, because go his ahead. His apology yeah. was yeah. some goddamn nonsense. It was dumb. He apologized to his bosses. He apologized to the people that he thought were going to. He was going to get in trouble with. He didn't apologize to anybody that he offended. And he offended the shit out of me. That's not cool. It's it's not something that you say. I don't want to turn on my baseball game to watch a wholesome sport, especially in the middle of this shitstorm of a year, and hear Tom Brenneman dropping the actual F word, the real one. I'm not into it. It's you oh, know what? No. Your podcast went way the fuck up in the ranks. I can tell you that because and we were already ahead of Tom. Come on now, we were already <laughs> ahead of Tom. Suck it, Tom. The apology was bad. What he did was horrendous. He should have absolutely slept on that first half-assed apology that he made that for whatever reason. I mean, I understand that Bill Cunningham is a loser, but he's on there saying that it's some heartfelt apology. There was nothing heartfelt whatsoever about that. And the one today, I'm fairly certain that the Reds wrote that apology for him, got those resources that he seems to be all excited about now. I'm like, I'm going to better myself as a person. No, no. Someone gave you a goddamn list of people to call. Somebody gave you a list of these resources that you're supposed to now take on so that you can possibly, possibly salvage your job. And he shouldn't be allowed to do that. This is not the first time that Tom has said something inappropriate. It's not the first time he said something that was just out of line. This is the first time that he has flat out just degraded an entire base of people to their core on live television. Like that is not acceptable and I don't want it back any sort of way affiliated with my baseball team. 
Well, and well, last year, did, did, last year, didn't he? Didn't he also say that Addison Russell suffered through his suspension? Yes, yes, yeah, he yeah. did. Yes, yeah. because he and then, he didn't he have to apologize to that. that no, he, did. he didn't apologize. It was uh, Chris Welch that apologized well, well, for his comment done. about Ronald Acuna Jr. About, yeah, right. but Tom never said anything about no. having to suffer through his. You know, Callie, Callie makes a she makes a good point. It, this is all about Tom and his privileged life. Really, that's what this all boils down to, because. You know, I grew up in a town named Portsmouth, Ohio. Okay, I there was literally three people of color in my in my entire school district. I moved to Nashville when I was 21 years old, and I, you know, and I was I was young. I moved to Nashville. All of a sudden, I have friends who are people of color, and for the first time in my life, I became friends with people who were gay, trans, lesbian, different than me. And you know what happened? My entire outlook on people and the things that I said completely changed. Completely changed. Normal growth. Normal growth. As a 21-year-old man, so at a, at a 50, as a 56-year-old man, how cocooned do you have to be in your lily-white world? And it's not like he's been sheltered. No, no. no he's, I mean, he's, no, he's, he's been around the other he, ball players who are people of colors, you mm-hmm. know, you know, there's people in that in that clubhouse. Oh, yeah. That are that are that are gay. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, it, they're just not out. Oh, I mean, come on. I think it's, there it's, are it's, many it's professional ridiculous. athletes that, that there are, are many. and it's this kind of crap is why they don't come out. This is exactly what Tom did is exactly why there are professional athletes who feel like they can't as. Suarez drops a ball. Uh, that they can't come out because what is that? Is that a Tom Brenneman? Did pulled? you just pull a Tom? You I just did. Tom. Shout out to Tom. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! But before we get back to Cali, I I want to give a special shout out to Matt Bowman and Amir Garrett, Anthony DiScofani and Joey Votto because they fucking hell, yeah. put their names on saying this is absolutely not appropriate. This is not who we are. We don't want to be associated with this. So I want to give those four players, and I'm sure the, a lot of the other players feel the same. But David Bell also had a very short yes. statement as well. Da- David Bell had a, a very appropriate statement. Um, so I'll give him a shout-out too. Uh, I might might not like his managing, but at least he's a decent human being, it seems like. I, I have something to dovetail off that. If yeah, Callie, go ahead. If Callie has anything else to add, I'll let her go first. It's cool. Goes. You saw it okay. after the whole time. See, that's what I was keeping opening. All right. Uh, you, you, you talk about responses and comments from people. Um, I think there's a lot here f- from the Reds specifically. Like, people sometimes are saying, what's the matter, fired now or fired whenever? Like, it speaks volumes, in my opinion. Like, I understand maybe there's some legal stuff they're going through right now, but if this turns into multiple days or weeks or months, there's the Reds are sending a message, right? You can either re- rebuke this have an actual zero tolerance policy. I understand Fox Sports Ohio. The Reds have massive influence over over that entity when it comes to who they're going to employ. The If you go back and find the press release when Tom was hired, it was the Cincinnati Reds have hired Tom Brenneman to broadcast their games. Not Fox Sports Ohio, Cincinnati Reds. So let's cut, you know, let's cut that off. The Reds can exert pressure and say, or they could put out a statement saying he's never broadcasting again. Whatever Fox Sports Ohio wants to do with them, they can. We're done, right? They could do that. They, you know, it, it, the longer he goes without fire, being fired is the more the Reds 
and Fox Sports Ohio are saying that behavior is acceptable. So that's why it matters how quickly this is where it's supposed to go. Another thing is fired versus resigned. Resigned is, is bullshit. That, that means Tom gets to take benefits or this or that with him. I'm sorry, that should not be allowed. You're, you're, he's, they should, he should be fired. He should not be given the opportunity to resign. This is a stain that has to stay with him. And a resignation is going to look massively different in terms of employment than being terminated due to what he said. The message the Reds see, how, how quickly to do that or how long it takes. But look at how the Reds have handled LGBTQ night in the past. It doesn't they get have. It doesn't get any kind of any. Compared to other clubs, they, they, they barely mention it. At last they year, they fucking double booked it one year. Correct, they double booked it. I think last year, the year before, double booked it with superhero night. So I, the franchise has already said some comments, you know, in that indirect method on where they think and stand with this. And I, it, this is an opportunity to either write that course a little bit or continue to reinforce what they've done in the past with with Pride Night. And this isn't an, this is not an excuse, but I feel like the Reds know where they are geographically and how bullshit fuck up i know i absolutely no i'm not saying that and well if, if, if that's excuse. their thoughts then they need a clean fucking house and get a real fucking marketing team in there horseshit no no i i'm i don't i don't buy I it as a valid excuse saying, it's, yeah it's bullshit Callie. it's a bullshit excuse no well i'm not but that's about all i got it's fine so i'm i'll say this i'll say this hold on hang on Rob Butcher, Larry Herms, Jamie Franzi, <laughs> Jorge Merlos, Luke Shinoda. I don't know who the fuck is in charge of firing him. Fire his fucking ass. Fire him. I'm not sure who. I don't know if it's, would it be Phil Castellini? I don't know. That's the media relations team. So it would seem like somebody there. If Fox not, let's see. There, there's a yeah. whole list here that I, I'm, I'm on the list right now. Let's see. Is it is it Bobby Castellini? Huh? No. How about W? Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe here. Bob couldn't pick up a phone and say exactly. How hey, about, Fox Sports oh, Ohio, hey, your your yeah. lawyer's got 24 hours. Figure this out. He's gone. Hey, Philip J stands for Jackass Castellini, <laughs> President and Chief Operating Officer, Cincinnati Reds. Fire his ass. Yeah, Dick I'm one... Williams, Nick Crawl, one of you. Well, I don't think I don't think Dick Williams and Nick Crawl because they're baseball ops. Uh, How about this? My God, Walt Jockley's still being fucking paid by this shit show of an organization. God, fuck him. Huh. All right. So where do we go from here? Let's say, you know, this is, you know, speculation. But let's say the Reds pull the trigger and fire him. I'm not as confident as I was last night on that. But let's say he does. What direction do you go? Looks like Callie dropped off. Uh, Woo. What kind of hire, or if you have anyone that you would want to hire as a replacement? I have no thoughts, really. <laughs> uh, you know, ideally, you know, they. I think from a PR perspective, it would make sense to maybe shake it up in terms of a diverse type of hire. Um, but, you know, Tom, for all of us, felt, you know, that he basically hated his job or hated covering the red so it'd be nice just at the end of the day to have someone who you know brings enjoyment to the play-by-play calling and uh, embraces newer forms of baseball like i'm like somebody who understands the progression of the modern game correct yeah ryan your thoughts well i think i'm pretty sure jim day is gonna 
probably move into his spot for a while. At least um, till the end of the year. Probably, yeah, and they'll probably bring back Grand to do some games as well. Um, I, I think I think they should. They should. I would I would love to see a woman. First off, um, the Orioles just they just hired this past off season. Um, I'm I'm blanking on her name now, um, but they just hired her um, <laughs> this past off season. Uh, I had it and I've lost it. Um, you know, a, a woman um, would be fantastic. Uh, maybe you know, a person of color would be great, um, just for some diversity. And and honestly, I want to see somebody from outside of the organization come in and. Get some new blood in there. You know, don't get... Does Marty have any more kids? Don't get any of those. I um, he has I, a daughter. I don't... Okay, well, well okay, there you go. Look at that. Two birds, one stone. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think she's a lawyer, actually. I'm kidding. Well, good for her. Good for her. Um, hopefully, she'll be representing her brother at some point here soon. I think it's stepbrother, um, but anyway. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, you know, something like that. But I'd like to see somebody from outside of the organization to fill that role. Um, you, Jim Jim Day's really good at what he does. He has a good. He has a, well. He he's got a good relationship with the players. I'll it give seems you that. Like, and he is good for you know sidelines, so to speak. But he's um, but problematic as as, in other ways, and we'll just he is, at that. He is. He is problematic in other ways. I'm sure he'll have his cancel moment at some point as well. Um, if he doesn't stop his problematic ways, but um, I would like to see some new blood in there. I just think it's—I think it would be something fresh, something new, completely break from that old mindset. And um, you know, I like Welsh okay as a, as an announcer. Then um, when he stuck his foot in his mouth, you know, last year, um, I did not appreciate the uh, the sign off with. You're you're a good dude, partner. Yeah, that was like that good. last night. I was like, come on, that you know, you can mute the mic for that if you're going to say it. I understand you're trying to jockey for, you know, your boy's job, but uh, which really is all that apology and everything after was about um, last night. But uh, new new blood would be great. Yeah, I just, I mean, my low bar threshold is. Somebody who's not comfortable saying slurs, apparently, is what we have to strive for. I mean, all the faults of George Grand, and I think some of those were overblown that people didn't like about him. George Grand never made a slur. George Grand never called people snowflakes or said, oh, there's no snowflakes in Indiana. That was earlier this year. That was another one of Thomism's. Um, although, one thing that will be troublesome for some people when they watch a Cubs game is they're not going to know where Kyle Schwarber is from anymore. Because, you know, if you didn't know, he's from Who? Middletown. Who? Kyle Schwarber, he plays for the Cubs. Oh, he's from Middletown. Oh, okay. Shout out to Middletown. So there's another thing I want to address, kind of a guest thing. The Tom Burnham Memorial Cornhog of the Week is no more. We'll come up with, or maybe we'll have the listeners come up with some ideas for what the new award for the biggest dick of the week is going to be. I just don't want Tom Brim in any way associated with anything that I do. So we have retired the Tom Brennan Memorial Cornhog of the Week. 
and we'll maybe we'll put it to a vote or solicit some suggestions for what the award should be the david bell dumbass of the award or i don't know some something along those lines we'll, we'll solicit some some responses from the twitterverse on you know, what we're going to name it you all have any ideas I think we just name after uh, name it after Jim Day, just completely. Just let's just switch it over. Stay with broadcasters. Yeah, stay with broadcasters and corn hogs. <laughs> put Jim, uh, put Jim Day's face on the corn hog, and that's the award. Shout out to Casey. Have gi- to have a giraffe in there somewhere. Yes, yeah, sh- oh, animal. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Zuri. Uh, hey, real quick, real quick, Melody Newman. That is the Orioles' female. Uh, play-by-play announcer. I'm so sorry that I forgot her name. Well, now she's never going to forgive you because she's obviously going to listen to this. And Because what else? Any prospective new broadcaster should listen to this podcast so they have an inside information on how to yes. uh, broadcast the games for the fans. Obviously. Yes, inside information. And uh, there was a guy on Twitter named Dave Snyder who was jockeying for the job. Uh, um, I hope you get it, buddy. I love your chops. Shout out to Dave. I don't know. I, th- I think I could be a, a good broadcaster. What do you think? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think I think it would go like uh, what, what was it? Major League when he had his when he had his Fly second ball. in command. Fly ball. Fly ball. <laughs> Caught. No, it'll be it'll be like in the second one when uh, Harry Dunn, I guess that's his name, Bob Uecker gets drunk, yeah, passes out or. Has this guy been to jail? Oh, yeah, exactly. I think that's a parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> one run on one hit. That's all we got was one goddamn hit. Nobody's listening, uh, <laughs> Nobody's listening to this anyway. So other, uh, so other than Tom, the Reds had their own little COVID outbreak. And by outbreak, it was basically Nick Senzel. So that all happened... What was it, Friday night? Or was it Thursday night uh, after we recorded? Thir- I think it was Thursday. So people were wondering what was going on because at the end of the game, Nick Senzel's about to like go to the handshake line and J.R. House comes out and was like, get off the field, basically. And Senzel was mad and like kind of stormed off the field. Well, I don't want to say stormed off the field, but you could tell he was upset by the video. And he pl- was not happy. No, he was not happy. And the players were kind of like, what the hell just happened? And Jesse Winker had the interview after the game, and you could tell something was up in that interview. And then it finally came out that a player tested positive for COVID, and it was pretty easy to put two and two together that it was Nick Senzel. And obviously, best wishes to Nick Senzel. Hopefully, he's able to recover, and it's he doesn't have any of the complications that thousands of people across the country have had so all the best to him now you have a situation where the reds had to cancel what was it two two game three game two or three games two games because they made up the third one with the doubleheader yesterday tonight they're playing the cardinals who are going to have about 10 doubleheaders the rest of the way is mlb just making this up as they go along because they didn't have a plan well, a little bit, I think. 
I, I think they were hoping at first. I think they've gotten a little better now. I mean, the Mets had a positive test tonight, and they seem to yep. have a, a you know a legitimate reason why the Mets were different than the Reds, and you know due to contact tracing. You know, those are the kind of things you like look to hear. Um, I, I I don't think they had a very good strategy out of the box. Um, it's all obviously been evolving, and I think what happened between the Marlins and the Cardinals sort of woke them up and said, Hey, if you're going to make to the sweet playoff dollars, you got to figure this, figure this out. So I think, I think they figured out hope is not a strategy. Yep. 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 Ryan. Yeah. I mean, I think some of this also falls on the, the players as well. I think, you know, the reports coming out of Miami and St. Louis was that the players were, had gone out, um, in public um, to casinos and clubs and I you know we're not hearing reports of that anymore but I, I think maybe the players are taken a little more seriously and and it's becoming a little bit easier I mean uh, if this would have been the beginning of the year the, the entire team would have gotten gotten COVID um, but now that they're able to sort of narrow it down to one or two guys having it um, you know I, I think I think it's you know I think it's good for baseball. They can keep things moving, but uh, you know, quite honestly, they shouldn't be playing games any at all. But that's just me. Well, I think more than anything, what this has proven is that bubbles are the way to go. The NBA and MLS, Absolutely. NHL have done the bubbles continue, continuously reporting zero positives because the players are basically quarantined into with the NHL. They're quarantined basically to the hotel and the arena where the where they're playing the games and in the nba they have like the disney resorts that they're quarantined to nobody nobody in or out kind of thing if the somebody leaves the bubble they have to quarantine for so many days have to have so many negative tests baseball's not doing that the nfl's not going to do that they also have travel in there with baseball that right right that exactly baseball's traveling the nhl they have two hubs the NBA has the one hub and then MLS had the one hub also in Orlando. I think baseball could have maybe had four hubs, maybe quarantine the players have it at, uh, at cities with dome stadiums. You would have to play like four games a day or something. So you'd be starting at like noon. Yeah, who doesn't love more baseball? Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, Major League Baseball, they had a very, they had a perfect opportunity. I'll say that perfect opportunity to grow the game. Period. Um, and they fucked it all up by waiting too long to start uh, because of their awful labor negotiations. And you know now because of money that you know their regional sports networks can make their money for them, um, they're having to deal with the issues of traveling um, and positive results. And it's, and it's risking players' health. Well, and not to mention what Mike Clevenger and uh, Zach Plesak did with the Indians where they left they left their uh, yeah. team hotel out with friends and then Clevenger lied about it. And now <laughs> the Indians, and I don't know if this is too punitive or not, they, are, they sent them down to their alternative site. And if they keep them down there long enough, at least in Clevenger's case, they're going to gain a year of control. You want to talk about punishment. Please, uh, please sack too. Please sack too. Yeah. Oh, he would gain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they both, they both would. Um, yeah. I mean, 
Clevenger's like Clevenger going to be in a free agent after next season, I believe. So now it's you just tacked on an extra year onto that. You, you fucking idiot! Like Jesus. Wu is is that dirty pool or is this what he gets? I think it's warranted. You're putting the entire season franchise, all that stuff, at risk, and it's like the one time I'm sort of okay, cool. You know, it's a little different. You think that either of those guys pitch for the Indians again? Maybe. I I I'd put. I really don't know. It just, s- I, I it, 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 like what they did was very distinctive, obvious, and intentional. Um, it, it they tend to send a message. I don't know how long they want to send that message for. It's at the end of the day, it's baseball and winning, so it's going to depend upon probably where they're at and a lot of variables. At least they didn't use slurs, I think though. Please, Stack, we'll pitch for them again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Fleece Sack will pitch for them again. I don't think Clevenger will. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if either one of them will pitch for them again this year, unless there's some sort of injury going on. Um, I definitely think that there's a very good chance that Clevenger gets traded in the offseason. Fleece Sack will probably get another shot to. You well, Fleece Sack had that horrible them. video too, though, where he just sounded oh, like a dumbass. Now, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. The proper thing would be to pair Clevenger with Lindor for when Lindor gets traded Reds. And then we wouldn't have to see Wade Miley again. But I digress. For for Wade Miley, Jonathan India, and, and Tony Santion. There you go. <laughs> Gotta take more than that. Um, nah, that's it. Well, I think that will wrap up this edition of the podcast. We'll go around here, have everybody give their final thoughts, and looks like Kelly had to drop off, so we'll start with Wu. Give us your final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is, with all the Tom stuff, you know, uh, one thing I hear a lot of people say is, well, you know, why does Tom get in trouble for saying that word if you know someone who's gay can say that word? Um, which is, you know, an age-old argument when you know an African American drops the N word, and they're like, well, they can say it, I, I can't, I. Um, history is ripe with examples of people. You know, reappropriating or reclaiming words, you know, that were hateful. Um, you know, really long history of doing that. To, you know, to take something that was bigotry-based or hate-based and dehumanizing and, and taking possession of that world word to take, you know, the power away from from those people who were trying to harm them. And to mix sports into this, um, in, in this way, the most popular baseball team in the world is represented by a word that was reclaimed by Americans. And it became a word of pride for 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 the United States, Yankees. The, the Yankees were a derogatory term used by the British about American colonists, and we reappropriated that word to become a word of pride. I'm not saying that's equal to other words or other words and what they're doing. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying history is ripe with this, and that is the most popular baseball team in the world, most world-renowned baseball team in the world, is an example of that process. So please stop using. That false narrative, how excuse away or give, you know, or validate someone spewing a, a hate, hate speech or derogatory speech that dehumanizes people. It's not valid. It's, 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 there's no excuse for it. Please stop. Please understand how humans have worked over history and time. Um, and with that, uh, the Reds are winning four to two. Top of the seventh. Tucker Barnhart. Bullpen said time coming up. So who knows how this is going to turn out. Hopefully they don't bring in Judas. Uh, Ryan, your final thoughts. 
I don't have any final thoughts. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. My my final Sorry, thoughts. I'm, I'm watching the I'm watching the game, so I was I completely blanked on what I had something to say. Wait, so. hold on. Tucker Barnhart just swung on a three-one pitch. Hopefully, that's not an unwritten rule. Never mind. Should be for him. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Actually, actually, you know what? You know what? Fuck un- un- unwritten rules. It's my yes, final thoughts. For I today. agree with that. I I went on an absolute rager the other morning after the Fernando Tatis uh, fucking horseshit went down, and quite honestly, fuck Air Cosmo. Or fuck the Texas Rangers and fuck Jay Stingler. Let Fernando Tatis play and just be who the fuck he is. And, and to piggy on that, uh, the reason why I screw the unwritten rules is because San Diego, this is breaking news, by the way, just did the first team in MLB history hit a grand slam in four straight games. So without oh, breaking those unwritten rules, we would not have a historical. We would not have that. You want to talk there about being patient with a rebuild? The Padres. Oh, yeah. They now are stacked in that lineup. Anyway, Fernando Tatis Jr. I have more. Oh, yeah. Fernando Tatis, Tatis, fuck. Fernando Tatis. Tatis Jr. Tatis. is now my favorite non-Reds player in baseball currently. My final thoughts is, back to Tom, it is not an excuse to be ignorant. And that's all I'm going to say. So, for Callie, again, who had to drop off early, Woo and Ryan Scoop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds across the Mason and the Dixon line.